Out of respect and reverence for the many lives in the path of a destructive war at the hand of Russia, there will be no music at the beginning of this episode and obviously no advertising. We're about to hear from, pardon my American pronunciation, Yulia Djadovich, a Ukrainian coffee professional whom, while on a coffee trip in El Salvador, could not return when the war began. My name is Yulia Djadovich. <laughs> which I expected really hard for you. Uh, I'm Ukrainian and I've been in coffee for a while. I started as a barista. It's uh, For me, it was essential part of understanding uh, the coffee industry. From the day one, from the beginning, I knew that I want to work in uh, green coffee. So since then, I worked uh, as a barista and uh, then I worked for green coffee importing company in Norway and afterwards I worked for green coffee exporting company in Guatemala and uh, finally made my way to best coffee mission and for now there's no other place I would rather be. So you're you're doing green sourcing now and what what's your role at the company? Mm-hmm. Now it's uh, changing a bit because of all of the circumstances, because of the war. I mean, like it was not such a position before for this because we couldn't think of it. But uh, basically, my role is to uh, do partial sourcing, uh, also um, origin trip in um, Central America for our rosters, and also project management in uh, origin. Uh, for now, I'm also switching a little bit uh, for sales part in uh, Europe since uh, all of coffee that we had contracted before for Ukraine now needs to be sell somewhere else so we need to find a new home for them right now uh yeah so a little bit of something new in uh, my role uh, so basically yes mm, my yeah. main part is sourcing and the origin trip for uh, rosters in central america and that is exactly uh, why i'm happy to be here yeah, where so I'm right now in uh, el salvador um we came here with my colleague olga for doing two sourcing trips uh, for to groups of like around 10 of uh, rosters. So we managed to do um, our first group, which was like 14 days tour in uh, four countries in Central America, which was amazing. And uh, we sent our rosters back home to Ukraine. And in two more days, we hmm. just expected uh, our second group. Uh, but then uh, airlines started to cancel their flights to Ukraine and from Ukraine, we had to set, cancel our second trip. And in two more days, war started. Russian bomb in Ukraine, as you know. Uh, so yes, still, still now okay. from um, the beginning of February, two of us remain here. We're supposed to be back on 6th of March, but obviously it was not possible. Uh, so for now, we still remain here. Were all the roasters uh, Ukrainian or you had roasters from from different regions? Uh, this is like, uh, of course, we open and we we had uh, some rosters from um, another countries uh, before as well. But in these two trips, it's supposed to be only Ukrainian rosters. And the thing is like as an international company, but 70% of uh, our market uh, is Ukraine. Okay. And uh, like mm-hmm. the best relationship we have in there and like most close uh, connection between our rosters, which often come here to origin to do their own experiments and use this coffee afterwards for um, competition for example uh yeah. yeah that's mainly ukrainians and so um so both groups this time were ukrainian and one group went back and one group stayed as most of everybody else is in el salvador uh yeah one group just uh, went back to ukraine and another group just didn't even manage to come here because of oh sorry okay got it they didn't leave ukraine and no, one second group no. didn't come okay um, well, uh, before we uh, jump into the most obvious stuff to talk about, I, I want to 
talk about a little bit about Ukrainian coffee culture. What is that like? Uh, okay, actually, like uh, coffee culture is like really fascinating in Ukraine, uh, especially for last. Uh, four to five years maybe i mean like uh, i had this idea to work in coffee for a while but before i didn't see you know like any opportunities for me like what i'm going going to do there and uh, afterwards as uh, our coffee culture was developing it was start to be obvious for me like how huge it is and how many roles you can take in here of course we have uh, a lot of people drinking uh, just let's say second wave you know like uh, coffee and we also have coffee shops like this it's mainly popular not even like as coffee shops but you know small uh, coffee points uh, like around the city like in different cities that's a big part of uh, coffee culture uh, but the most amazing scene for me it's a specialty coffee scene because for uh, past uh, few years okay a little bit more than few because past few years was covid times uh, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty amazing because uh, people you know like they catch up this uh, wave of a uh, quality product and a product that was bought you know like consciously so quickly and they started to be like really interested in it so in the same time there was a lot of uh, workshops uh, cabin sessions uh, different like lectures i can say like uh, not every coffee shop but a lot of coffee shops you know like were organizing event not for coffee professionals but uh, for coffee lovers you know because there was like huge demand of information you know like people want hmm. to know what they're thinking people want to know yeah, uh, yeah. how they make the decision consciously so for now we had like i don't know thousands of uh, coffee shops and the main interesting thing is that uh, most of them have their own approach how to source coffee or uh, the way specific way they want the, the coffee to be roasted and mm, yeah. um, the things they want to communicate with people uh, by this way. Uh, they are all in a design, they are all in, you know, like a kind of a event and like every small coffee shop, you know, like it's like small, small world, you know, and uh, <laughs> people just uh, come in there speaking freely to baristas, you know, like and to bar managers uh, which are there. Yeah. Uh, asking like millions of uh, questions uh, obviously like during COVID times it was a boom for home brewing so actually some rosters uh, keep remaining like working still at really big volume because it was a big demand mm. for having coffee at home yeah. and also it was a part for educating people not how only to chew their coffee but also the way how they can uh, make this uh, product at home uh, we have uh, like at least you know like official SEA uh, events like two events per year coffee mm. festivals uh, they're happening to be in Kiev or in Lviv uh, usually it's like huge event where we gather in like all of the coffee professionals obviously from Ukraine like whether they're like roasters or coffee shops or green coffee importing companies uh, also we always invite some uh, roasters uh, from abroad and we have some international coffee professionals uh, doing some lectures and workshop in our events and we always have some of our producers be present there and mm. of course there's okay. a lot of customers just like uh, coffee people coffee lovers which you know like can ask you questions just like such as uh, green coffee what is green coffee you know and some <laughs> stuff like this but yeah. but it's really great because you know like in the same time at the same point you can reach out to such a different uh, audience and it's like it's pretty amazing i love it yeah yeah would you say the the community of coffee uh, professionals in Ukraine, would you say they're they're friendly? Are they competitive? Are they protective of, you know, secrets? Or are they, 
or they share information? What, what would you say the vibe is? I don't like to talk, you know, like at the whole coffee community at uh, one, but I can tell, okay, you know, like from my experience for like past uh, four years or five years, you know, at first competitors were like a little bit reserved, you know, like with their ideas or with their coffee they are going to be on stage, you know, and something like this. But every mm-hmm. year you can see, you know, like more and more friendship, more and more evolvements from like a whole community. And, you know, like when you're coming backstage, everyone is helping everyone, you know, like creating dishes, you know, like trying to keep your mental health, you know, like put it together. <laughs> And yeah. also we have it like so many parts, as, for example, already experienced the competitors that been competing on a world stage. Uh, they take care like as mentorship, you know, like for free, absolutely. Uh, for some people from different coffee shops, different cities, I can say that it's like changing. It's like started to be more open. And I believe we just like all at once realize that uh, those uh, competitions are not too compete between each other you know like we just need to uh, find the best person to represent our as country on the world Hmm. stage you know like and uh, from this point it started to make all like complete complete sense that's cool i like how you put that yeah looking at competition as a as a way to find the best person to represent y'all as a coffee uh country a coffee culture country Exactly. Very cool. Yeah, I I told you this off the mic when we spoke yesterday, but um, you know, obviously we're going to talk about some of the harder things uh, going on mm-hmm. right now. And uh, for, from my perspective, I'm I'm nervous about this because uh, you know here I sit at home uh, with no threat um, to my to my things, the people that I love, and so it's easy for me to kind of just throw questions out there well i wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's easy that's kind of my point this isn't no, easy it, for it, me. It, it's not it's not just it's definitely not you know like uh yeah. of course like we cannot compare our state of being pro to people you know like who are there exactly right now but obviously yeah. it's it's not really easy to to any of us yeah yeah well i i appreciate you um for your bravery for coming onto the show for talking to us and and for being a voice um for uh, Ukrainian coffee professionals and uh, Ukrainians in general right now as we as we talk about some of this and I'm going to leave this kind of open ended for you um are there are there any stories from friends or family um fellow uh, Ukrainian coffee professionals that you want to share basically of course at once uh, when it all started on 24th of uh, February we've all been shocked it doesn't matter where we've been at that exact moment and uh, people were in shock people were in panic uh, everything was uh, shut down you know like uh, some basic stuff as like grocery stores pharmacies and stuff like this it didn't mm-hmm. work yeah. Thankfully, in this, you know, like this work conditions, uh, all of the people I know, you know, like just became a full-time volunteer in this bar, uh, even mm. though like uh, no one was ready for it, you know, like it's not like everyone is professionally was doing volunteering before, but yeah. uh, somehow like a whole community organized that way from a day, I cannot say day one, maybe no. But from first days, every people I know from coffee community, of course, as well, um, every person I know from 
Ukraine and from coffee community as well is uh, started uh, to doing something uh, to help uh, people which are around. So mm. it was basically depending on situation, whether they happen to be exactly at that moment and their skills. Uh, so, for example, my dear friend Veronica, she's also our colleague, uh, started to volunteer from first days uh, with uh, my other friends in uh, Vasilkiv, which is really close to Kiev and which was bombed, mm. I don't know how many times by now. Yeah. Uh, so the situation was that uh, people were supposed to spend a lot of time in the bomb shelters. There was, was no possibility to get food for them there. There was actually no possibility even to buy this food, you know, like even though you have the money to do so. Mm. Uh, so they would need to find uh, something as uh, food, basic medication, you know, like specifically for people who's been in medication for a long time, as well as uh, it started to be a problem with electricity, you know, like they were searching for some uh, power banks, batteries, you know, like uh, sleeping bags, blankets, you know, like something that seem like uh, pretty small stuff, but is really essential for you to survive, you know, like in such a circumstances. Mm, so they yeah. started to, to find uh, ways to contact shop owners, pharmacy owners, uh, own pharmacies for them. At the same time, all of them opened their accounts. Uh, so people from different parts of Ukraine, and because they were actually the first uh, place that was hit, you know, like Kiev and Kiev region, mm -hmm. along with the uh, yeah. yeah, so and uh, also like people from abroad could help them uh, and you know like it's just really amazing how they can organize it so quickly you know like because there's a, a lot of stuff that no one knows how to do but they divided all of those responsibilities and at the same time they were even able to make uh, reports you know like online of uh, money that they received in their accounts of money mm. that they spent where yeah. it was spent and uh, stuff like this uh, thankfully situation it started to be more calm in a while so humanitarian help uh, like uh, with cars and buses you know like could come from western ukraine because it was not possible from um, uh, first days uh, so mm, they, yeah. then they started to switch in for uh, finding um, meaning of uh, defense like personal defense you know it's like bulletproof vests and helmets and uh, stuff like this and at the same time they started um, to cooperate already with some people from different parts in Ukraine who could uh, actually deliver that humanitarian help uh, there. Hmm. Uh, so uh, our national coordinator like our previous national coordinator for uh, two terms, uh, Olena Sereda, uh, she's volunteering there at the front from day one uh, she started from uh, cooking uh, food for territorial defense. Uh, then, uh, as she has amazing organizational skills, she started to do fundraisings, organization, and mm, wow. uh, delivery yeah. of um, meaning of defense as well. And uh, for past few days, after occupation went uh, out from cities around Kiev, uh, she started to deliver humanitarian aid to cities that um, I believe for now everyone knows as uh, Hostomel, Puch and uh, Elpin. Uh, so she was actually one of the first person, you know, like who was able to come there. And uh, she, of course, she does all of her activities openly. And she always is yeah. making posts about uh, what they do and, of course, asking for help. So for the um, yeah. past week, our coffee community uh, fundraised, bought and delivered a few trucks with humanitarian help uh, for her. So she can deliver it to people in need there. And, you know, like it's, yeah. it's like super basic stuff is like water, food, candles, because they have no electricity and, uh, and stuff like this. Yeah. And is it, um, what's the weather like right now in Ukraine? Is it, 
Is it cold this time of year? Is it cold? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about exact weather forecast for today, you know, but uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, February is the coldest uh, month uh, in winter. Okay. Uh, so, for example, in Kiev region, uh, the temperature is like minus 10 degrees. It's completely normal, normal you know, like so in yeah. the nighttime it could go like up to minus 20 and like it depends of course today it can be minus 20 or it can be plus uh, 5 it is cold it is really cold so you can just be in without heating you know like still staying kind of safe you know in yeah. your house but not have uh, electricity and heating system uh, mm. it, it is it is hard but also like spending this time you know like in a bomb shelter or outside as all of our defenders supposed to be uh it is hard so that's why you know like yeah. they, they need like so much so much equipment just basic things but so important for that time mm. and uh, in my hometown in the zaporizhia uh, which is southeast of uh, ukraine um thursdays was somewhat you know like calm in there if i can say so you know like in a given circumstances yeah they kind of had a little bit more time to prepare or volunteer center was organized pretty quickly you know like in theaters in some public places at uh, schools a lot of my friends of course uh, taking a part uh, on it so like those centers start to be a center of communication between citizens and between the people who are at front and who are doing volunteering and who already started to help people from uh, those regions which which were being hit at first you know like to come there to our region which is uh, more like more safe back then uh first of all they started to gather some um, things to make a like a defense you know like around the city and regions uh, for example my dad were like finding and buying delivering shovels you know like so people can dig roads around the city. So mm. they were looking for a lot of sand and metals that was needed to be these different constructions, you know, like uh, as defense fortifications. I'm not sure if it's say this way it will be right, but I hope you'll understand me. There are also, of course, along like these basic scenes as Caroline, food, uh, medicine, etc. Um, my sister, you know, she she's used. Actually, she is a pretty good designer, you know, like, and I'm lucky to wear some uh, of clothes made by her. Uh, oh, so yeah. once she was uh, sending me a picture when she was uh, cutting some uh, fabrics, and uh, honestly, I was amazed, uh, you know, like uh, by her calmness and uh, like how she could sew like right at that moment mm, um, yeah. but i was thinking you know like and telling her something like this i'm pretty happy you see you i believe it's a really good distraction for you you know <laughs> uh when her answer was like uh, i wish this but uh, that's for molotov cocktails you know uh, oh so yeah just like to give you like a small understanding like and you need to see yeah. my sister you know like this is tiny you know like small creature like and um, i mean it just, yeah. just give you understanding that there was like no one staying aside it's not the army you know like it's not only army and army people and of course it's yeah. not only men like everyone take everything that they, that they yeah. can you know like on their shoulders to to make it better and yeah. um, afterwards, she was sewing, you know, like some sleeping bags, mattresses, blankets for, for men that basically became our 
defenders, you know, like in one day uh, in a country which is uh, obviously not ready for this war. Yeah, so uh, as for uh, whole like coffee community, um, a lot of my colleagues, some of them, you know, like turned their coffee shops to full-time kitchens to serve refugees, to serve people who are doing territorial defense, which is also mm. like completely volunteer organization. Uh, some started to use their contacts to organize some fundraising and delivery of humanitarian aid from mm. From abroad, yeah. for example, a lot of them started to host people from uh, different places. Those people who like to escape, you know, like those most uh, horrible parts. Uh, some started to give psychological help. Some started to mm. help in hospitals. I don't know. I can like, you know, go on and go on. It just like, <laughs> it was so much stuff to do. But that's the thing, you know, like that inspires me so much that yeah. like there is no person, you know, like just uh, step aside. Like everyone was doing like something which is uh, and still doing. Uh, which is within their power and that's i believe that is the main scene how we still you know like can hold this battle because honestly mm. from the first days uh, no one believed no one believed it's possible and if we were fighting yeah. only for our government and for our army uh, it wouldn't be possible but as uh, all people organize this way it is possible and they're proving it like uh every next day you know like every yeah day. yeah and the thing is like it just doesn't matter where you exactly you know like right now uh or you're in the places which is like under russian occupation right now you know uh mm. or if you're there in the places which are like more safe or even if you're like abroad for example i have a close friend in norway uh, she's doing her phd in there and she's ukrainian and you know like i cannot count uh, how much uh, medical stuff uh, she collected with her colleagues and sent to mm. ukraine uh, so there is nothing you know like like big help or small help you know like so what she does from norway it's not the same as like you will go and buy you know like some bread for your old neighbor you know like so there is yeah. not such a thing you know like as a small part and this is really really important to understand because the thing that i noticed i've noticed you know like a lot of people from abroad they're kind of shy you know like to offer their help because they don't uh, seem or see that uh, there is something important you know like there is something mm. valuable uh, yeah. but that the thing you know like just uh, for example in uh, i don't know like calling someone and just talk you know like and keep periods out you know like sending mm. a message of support uh, sending ten dollars or euros whatsoever like it, it's a huge help it's a huge help mm. and there's nothing like rich people can help or strong people can help we, we all can do that yeah the the message i'm getting from you let me say first of all uh, yeah the, mm -hmm. the the way that i think of ukrainians after what i've seen uh, you know, I've been trying to pay as close attention as I can. Uh, just mm -hmm. the strength of the community has been so inspiring to see, like you said, s just everybody in your community gathering together, linking arms and doing what needs to be done to protect each other and your homeland. It's, yeah, it's super in it, incredibly inspiring. Um, but what I'm taking away from what you just said, which mm -hmm. is like kind of more for the international community is... Hey, don't be shy. Like if you thought, hey, there's nothing I can do or I don't know what I can do. I mean, you just give a few great examples of, of tiny things that people can do that still count, right? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, like that's uh, where we found our power. I mean, like for Ukrainians in made, you know, like by heat because, you know, like we had to. 
we had to reinvent yourself, our skills, our connections, our way of thinking. But that is something like um, every person can do. And uh, I believe, uh, you know, like from this perspective, uh, it's not only important uh, in this case of us having a war in Ukraine, you know, like in supporting Ukraine and Ukrainians. Uh, the thing is like um, if you will just give yourself, you know, like a wider perspective and uh, understandings of uh, things you're capable to do. I mean, like uh, that's what uh, makes you stronger, more confident and um, I believe just a better human being. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The coffee community uh, in general, like worldwide, was like uh, very, very, very supportive from day one. Honestly, of course, I didn't even think about this uh, Thursday when everything was happening. My only preoccupation was to how to keep my family safe. Uh, what can I do? What should I do? Actually, like uh, where can be my strong side, you know? But from the first day, I started to receive so many messages from, uh, I mean, like as I lived, you know, I can travel to before in many countries. I started to receive uh, so many messages uh, from people from different countries, different continents, uh, you know, like not just only asking like are you okay where are you are you safe uh, but also offering their help asking how they can help uh, what mm. would be the best way to help for them a lot of them work for coffee community and a lot of them offer it you know like their home uh, not for me but uh, to my family you know like to my friends mm. to anyone they could help yeah. uh, and uh, that is in you know like that was uh, really really inspired you know like and that was the part that got me like so emotional yeah. because you know like in that exact moment uh, you're so caught up in your personal situation and um, you feel that you're alone in here uh, but mm. receiving all of these messages and all of this support uh, you can feel that you're not alone you know like mm. you yeah. you have someone uh, who are willing to help who really want to help and uh, now it's your task to communicate it to the world and organize it and make it mm. happen uh, yeah. Even though my family stayed in Zaporizhia, in my hometown, uh, I can't I can't appreciate uh, enough, you know, like uh, this uh, help that uh, that was offered. And mm. uh, also a lot of people were sending uh, money when I was doing uh, fundraisings, and uh, I always uh, report uh, to them where they went. Uh, but there's, you know, like is an interesting thing. Uh, I have a pretty close coffee friends in uh, Russia, you know. We traveled together to Origin, we competed together in one team, you know. Um, mm, yeah. uh, I hosted them in my home in Norway, of course, they're my friends. And uh, the interesting thing is that uh, I haven't heard, heard uh, a word from them, you know. Mm, and yeah. not a single word from the first day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, of course, hard. they don't have, you know, like, obviously. And uh, yeah. I'm not here to judge. And, uh, you know, Jesse, you never know what is happening in someone's head or soul. Uh, yeah. But, you know, mm -hmm. isn't it weird? <laughs> At least, you know, like, that, that, that's the only question that is still open, you know, like, um, yeah. in my head. And if I were in your shoes, that would hurt. That would hurt really bad um, to, to have made friends. And, uh, yeah, I... That's just hard. I guess that's all I can say. That's that's a hard thing. Yeah, it um, is. And maybe, you know, like we just uh, at some point uh, we all need to understand that there are some things we cannot like uh, impact, you know, like some things are within our power. We can 
we can and need to expand, you know, like that list, but yeah. uh, some things we cannot influence, you know, so maybe we should just take it, take it, you know, like as a, as a matter of the path. And, yeah. uh, you know, when I heard uh, this idea to ban uh, Russian competitors from the world stage uh, at first, uh, I was against it, you know, like I personally was against it, like very yeah. against it because yeah. Uh, yeah. Coffee, the coffee is what unites us, you know, like, yeah. and, um, AC events is uh, our platform for communication, you know, like for doing yeah. those connections. Yeah. And uh, we all made so many amazing friends, you know, like thanks to it. You know, I've been to every world of coffee for past four or five years, uh, not sure for now. And uh, I believe it was never, uh, it never was as a visitor, you know, like I always do volunteering or bar managing or I'm there as a participant and I mm. met so, so many incredible people, you know, and yeah. gosh, I just love them, you know, like honestly, <laughs> like from the bottom of my heart. And uh, our community is, is somewhat like very unique. That is something that I've never met before. And that's what has made me, you know, like uh, proud to be a part of this community. And I never regret, you know, like coming to the coffee industry. Meeting all of those people, like specifically in coffee community, of course, of course, like from all over the world. And uh, like traveling a lot, I'm, I had this question, you know, like pretty often, you know, like, uh, and like as I was living, you know, like in Norway and um, in Guatemala, and I spent a lot of time on, in Ethiopia, for example. So I had this question a lot, like, uh, how are Norwegians, you know, like, how are Ethiopians, how are Ukrainians? And uh, I've never been able to answer this question because how could you tell something about a person by nationality, you know? Yeah. For me, yeah. that's like uh, asking, I don't know, like, how are people with curly hair, you know? Are they kind? <laughs> are they smart? Are they friendly? Like, yeah. they are all so different, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, now, honestly, for me, that's a hard part to, to what would be the right word, like, disattach Russian from coffee professional, you know, like, hmm. as uh, working for a country uh, which use your taxes to shut in bombs on innocent people, Instead of, you know, like developing their own hood, uh, yeah. I cannot put together, you know, like in my, in my mind. Uh, of course, like we all know, it's pretty obvious for now about how massive propaganda is there, you know, like and I've been in Russia yeah. several times, they really connected to this, I have a part of my family in there. And, uh, you know, like I've heard these messages starting from uh, 2009, you know, like but back then I was thinking that it's like kind of joke, you know, like or something like this. I was yeah. always there spending time with my family and friends. So like, of course, I was like, it was not a political visit, you know, like, but yeah. just uh, after 2000. 2014, you know, like some some things that I heard back then, just only there for me, it started to make sense. So I've been there, I heard those news, and uh, it's shocking. And, you know, like, I know that I'm just trying to imagine myself if I would live in this kind of informational world, you know, like, I'm mm. not sure what kind of person I would be by now, you know, like, if I would be personally brainwashed, like, 24-7 for, like, years and decades. Propaganda things is uh, very obvious and um, it is very clear how their regimen is far from democracy, you know. And yeah. uh, I want to understand me right, like I'm not talking about your political position in here, you know, like because we all need to have as much freedom as we should. I'm just talking about the basics of humanity, you know, like which is like yeah. life is sacred. Sovereign territory is sovereign territory. You cannot kill people, you know, you cannot. 
and supporting this directly or indirectly, you should acknowledge this. You know, like, how could you be for peace paying for bar from your pocket? You know, like, it's, mm. I cannot match, I cannot match this in one sentence, you know, and uh, in understanding inside my head. Of course, obviously, we, we didn't choose where to be born, you know, like, but we are to choose where to live, how to live, and how we are impacting, you know, like, the uh, mm. world yeah. around us with, yeah. with our life. You know, it's good word, so, yeah. um, I know, like, yes. I'm, I'm always open to discussion, you know, like, if uh, anyone has some uh, points, you know, like, on yeah. it or something that will make me change my mind, I'm open yeah. to this, like, like, please, but honestly, for now, that's, that, that's what I have in my head. Yeah, even no, being like, ma- for maximum cosmopolitan person, you know, like, for years. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing your perspective. I share a lot of those values, if not all of them. And I know, uh, at least before uh, some of the shutdown uh, in Russia, I know, I don't know how accessible podcasts are in Russia right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't have a clue, but I do know that uh, the, the coffee podcast has a Russian listenership and I hope that they can hear this conversation that they can hear the things that you've shared and and consider them. Um, I can't imagine how hard it would be as well to um, be in that environment and try try to say something because I know that uh, at least from the news yeah. that I see, anybody who is who is uh, against the war who is in Russia who who says this out outwardly is arrested and against the Russia or something. Yeah, like peeping. Being like uh, sent to the prison for fifteen years, just saying like not far, you know. Fifteen like, years uh, is that right? Is it fifteen years? Is that how at long least that, that was the last information that I've heard? You know, like I oh I would not make it, it is a statement, but uh, before okay. at least before it was like this, you know, like so so yeah. you can uh, you can have it, you know, like just being there yeah. uh, with a small piece of paper saying not far, but that's even you know like make me think even more of it. How yeah. can they stay there? Yeah. How can they stay yeah. there if they are not able to stay even, you know, like any simple <sighs> world? So that is my preoccupation yeah. now for like uh, all of Russian people, you know, like that uh, have like uh, a little bit of understanding, you know, like of this situation. If uh, any of them want to reach uh, out to me and share their experience and thoughts and maybe, you know, like, maybe, you know, like, at least we can be of help of each other as, you know, like, I don't know, as conversation, as support, as as mental health. And and two, I mean, I guess with that open invitation, like you just said, if if somebody wants to reach out to you, um, you know, uh, from Russia... And talk to you if they wanna if they wanna come share their their perspective on the show as well. I'm open to that. So we uh-huh. can. Um, I think that would be if anybody is listening who wants to do that. That would be an an incredible thing to do. I know it would be difficult, um, and we can make you anonymous if it's required. It will be really great if some of them can, yeah. can share what is happening for real. Yeah, and of course, yeah. like stay anonymous because you just unsafe i don't know i don't know if there is something still in this world that we can name as safe you know like if there are places like this if there's activities like this i don't know yeah. maybe there is a time to be to have a bit more courage that we yeah. that we used to have before i i was thinking of this as you were talking actually um you know how coffee brings people together i mean over history it has this egalitarian power to it 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 brings people together to have conversations um 
open discussions, even if you disagree, open discussions. And that made me think about actually something I learned from Coffee Black, which is a a black-owned coffee company out of Memphis in the USA. And they had recently gone to Ethiopia and Mm -hmm. were talking to Ethiopian coffee producers. And one of the things that was learned on this trip was that it was a very common blessing in that culture to say uh, bless uh, blessing. And the blessing was something like, may your house have coffee and peace. And so mm-hmm. I feel like coffee can be that um, for conflict, like this big of a conflict or even tiny conflicts, you know, bringing people together. Let's talk about stuff and, and let's understand one another on a human level. Um, before a you know a national level right like like you said yeah exactly like i'm pretty sure that like uh, we still need to communicate but here i only have just like one request i need this person to share you know like the same values as i have you know like as for human beings you know like as appreciation of human lives and Mm, human life you know like as in general because if by any chance this person would draw that it's like uh, an okay to kill people it doesn't matter other people like children or adults or they're from army and Mm. it doesn't matter like what the sake and good we see in it i mean like if they're going to fail something like this here there's the point that i'm not having this conversation yeah yeah. You know, when it comes to what can people do, that's we're not about raising awareness on the podcast. Uh, sure, we'll talk about things. That's a way to learn and to be aware. But um, we hope to also um, encourage action where action is is relevant. And I think humanitarian aid is something that we really care about. Uh, we want to make sure people that are hurting, that are suffering can get the things they need. Yeah, what do you have for us? What are some organizations that we can consider? Uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, like the biggest part and the most important uh, for us and that's the way how we still keep you know, on going in this war, that's uh, I was um, volunteers, you know, like that organized from the day one. And uh, uh, for me, honestly, from my personal perspective, the best thing is uh, the best thing uh, is to donate uh, your money uh, straight, you know, like to them. Like I have, I have bunch, you know, like of volunteers that work for like that have like small organization or work for big organization. Um, I'm not sure how it's, you know, like from people from outside's perspective, because maybe for them, it doesn't seem like trustable source. Uh, but uh, mm, okay. I have like yeah. really a lot of people doing that uh, from coffee industry. So those people that you probably met, you know, like somewhere on SEA event, uh, you can see clearly <laughs> about their activities in their social media. And you mm-hmm. can just like reach uh, out to them, you know, like and ask like, hi, how, how could we help? You know, like what, what can we do? So like uh, if you have some people like this from Ukraine, please do that. And like, I'm not talking only about, you know, money. As I told you, you know, like just uh, to send you like blessings, good wishes, just to talk to someone and Mm. try to understand this situation. That's already a lot. If uh, someone would like to uh, help directly to people from coffee community that's doing volunteering work, um, I'm here to provide you with all list of uh, rosteries, for example, that there's still open and uh, people who can do uh, so as for humanitarian help maybe it's, it would be better than 
uh, I'll send you a few links uh, afterwards. And uh, mm. as a CA, you know, like uh, because uh, managing director of a company I work for, Fast Coffee Mission, he's also a national coordinator for SCA Ukraine. Uh, so we are basically, you know, like have like 24-7 office in here thinking uh, and <laughs> doing something for our coffee community uh, and communicating with uh, another SCA chapters with which were like really supportive. Uh, some of them uh, already donated uh, money, you know, to our chapter, some doing some fundraisings, and uh, some are just willing to help in uh, other means. So, and like, uh, you know, SCA Poland uh, were, were of huge help, you know, like to everyone from Ukraine, not only coffee professionals, which uh, here, you know, like having this opportunity, I really want to thank them, you know, like from the bottom of my heart, because a lot of this, a lot other countries, Poland has biggest part of uh, refugees in there, and uh, everything that they are doing for Ukrainians right now in the matter of um, just host those refugees and help them with their living, you know, it's just uh, it is incredible. SCA Ukraine, we started several initiatives to support our communities, and um, first of them would be Roasted in Ukraine project. Uh, this project unites any roastery from Ukraine, and uh, it will support them with documentation, logistic, and marketing their coffee abroad, uh, because Ukrainian market will need some time to recover, obviously, but it's just a matter of uh, time. Uh, so basically, for now, you know, like we have two main, um, you know, like, of how to deal with what is happening in Ukraine right now. First, it's just like defending our country, defending our territories, people, and help people who are in severe conditions right now. But in other, in other hand, we need to keep our economy running as much as possible, you know, right now. Mm-hmm. Because we all were empty in our pockets from the first day, you know, like all salary just goes to some volunteering organization and to different projects. And uh, people are running out of resources. And also an important part of it, you know, like just to keep working, it helps people to, to keep sane, you know, like in these circumstances. Also, we started a series of, uh, let's say, educational lectures, uh, but they're mainly, you know, about how to maintain your mental health. Uh, it also, like, happening in SCA platform, and it's uh, free to everyone. Uh, so it's about how to maintain your mental health during the war, how to inspire, have a whole you know, like, and manage your team, how to, how to unfreeze and start doing something in this uh, time of uh, such uncertainty, you know. And, yeah, um, yeah if you want to support uh, those initiatives, you can donate uh, directly to SCA chapter uh, of uh, Ukraine. Of course, we will be providing, like, all documentation of incoming and out- outcoming, you know, like these uh, educational series, uh, they are for free. We are collaborating the uh, professionals, you know, like in their topics and they are yeah. doing those podcasts for free. It also will be amazing if we can pay them something, you know, and they also can do their living for, for this. As a company, we have hosted uh, for now six rosteries from in our premises, in Lviv, in premises of Best of Mission, uh, from different parts of uh, Ukraine. Uh, uh, where they cannot continue their work, uh, mainly they from 
Kiev region and from some other cities uh, as well. Uh, so now we have something as a uh, hub, I don't know, like collective roastery because there's like a big premises. Uh, so some roast, uh, roasteries, they came with their own roaster, you know, some of them bring their own uh, packaging line and uh, some of them didn't have uh, those things. And so this hub works on a collective basis where any roaster can uh, use all facilities, whether they're ours or another roaster. Uh, so, and yeah. Uh, keep running wow, yeah. like and uh, and keep working. Uh, also, cool. as a company, uh, we will be donating seven dollars from every bag and box sold for establishing an orphan orphanage in Chernivtsi. Uh, my friend is in charge of uh, this this initiative of a big um, charity organization that was established before war, and uh, the main activities of this organization was uh, orphan orphan disease. Uh, but uh, as a matter the fact for the war, you know, like we all had new tasks and new things uh, to do. So now they're establishing orphanage uh, for uh, children wow. and small babies, you know, like infants that were evacuated from uh, Kharkiv region. So like they're basically have nowhere to be. And mm. now they're just living in separated in different places. So yeah. uh, this is the meaning of it just to organize a full center for them, you know, like in these uh, times. And um, as we will be donating, you also can find all of the information in our, our website and you can help them directly, you know, like we don't need to be even involved in here. And uh, also, you know, like one roster from uh, Lithuania, he reached out to us with an idea to buy some coffee from our company, but not for him, but for Ukrainian roster, you know. Mm, and yeah. uh, that's actually an amazing idea. My first question was, uh, how, how didn't we think about this before, you know, like ourselves? Yeah. Uh, so we are starting this as an initiative uh, because uh, we have operations. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we opened our office in Turkey 23rd of February, which was one day before the war. And uh, mm. we have a warehouse in Poland for a while. And uh, we have a warehouse and uh, office in Ukraine in Lviv. Uh, so we still keep uh, operating in Ukraine while we also have this opportunity to operate Europe. So it can be done really easily. It will be like super direct help if you want to buy one bag of coffee you know like and this will be delivered to the roaster to their door in ukraine cool. uh because uh, for example we have one roaster that still uh, he has like super small roastery he worked there by himself uh, but he keeps working you know like regardless to bombing and stuff because at first it, that what keeps him saying you know like he cannot leave uh, the region because of his family in there mm, uh and okay. you know like all, yeah. all, all money he he has he's spending just to support uh, local communities to cook food for them because we don't have no electricity no gas and something like this so you know like he if you feel that you can buy just like back you know like and uh, we are not talking about you know a cup of excellent lot like it's, it's <laughs> unfortunately it's not a time of fancy coffee you know if, if you yeah. feel like uh, you want support uh someone this way i believe that would be like most direct and most direct help and uh, you know today i was just uh, spoken uh, with natalka from sweet Kali. uh this is uh, like um, they are you know like pioneers of specialty coffee in ukraine and i love them with all my heart and they're a big company you know mm. Uh, but she shared with me that um, after a few weeks of war, they realized that they uh, like donated and sent out almost all of their copies they had. And wow. uh, of 
course, uh, they did it not only with coffee, you know, like they were donating like food and uh, money resources that they had. Uh, so mm -hmm. it was actually just I also had it uh, from her, you know, like if uh, anyone can help, you know, like and just send us a bag of coffee, that would be an amazing help because all of the roasteries, uh, they roasted this coffee and they sent it uh, or to the army or to volunteers or to um, hospitals, you know, uh, for some different organizations. So mm, I believe that yeah. would be like great and like most direct impact. And uh, of course, I want to just encourage, you know, like everyone just not to be shy, just to reach out. If you need some names, I'm here able to provide you all of them. Or if you know any roster, you know, like and now you cannot you cannot think of this like oh they're big they are doing great you know like and oh this guy is small he needs help um this means like uh, everyone is donating as much as they can and like it, it is it is equally important you know like to support there will be like no wrong place to send your coffee or to send your help hmm. or to send your best wishes let's say well as we come to a close uh here um is there anything you want our listeners to take away from this conversation. If you if you could just say one thing that they would remember, what what would you want that to be? If I can take it as a just like one message, it is pretty clear, but it's it is so important. Just uh, you know, like uh, just put a value in human life and human rights. Communicate, communicate with each other as much as we can, and to be open. Be open to mm. different opinions, to different positions, and uh, not to think of something that divides us, but to think of something that could bring us together. Because in the end of the day, we are human beings. I believe we are equal. I believe we are mostly the same, you know, like if we are sharing just like basic um, basic values, you know. So, mm. yeah. and uh, not to be uh, shy to ask or to offer help. I believe, I believe that that is the most important thing. I will be sharing a link to support Ukrainians through humanitarian channels provided by Yulia. The link will be available on the show notes, on the website, and to my Bruise Letter subscribers. Today, I finished the episode with a different kind of blessing than happy brewing, since happiness is not always so close. In the vein of what I learned from Coffee Black at the SCA Expo this year from the African tradition, uh, specifically Ethiopia, where there's coffee, may there be peace and prosperity.